I have a photographer that I want to share with you today, and we're going to look at some of the work by Jacques-Henri Lartigue, who was a French photographer born in 1894. There are several things that I think make Jacques-Henri Lartigue's work very significant and make it stand out. First of all, he was, for most of his life, an amateur photographer. He did not shoot professionally. In fact, most of his most famous works were done at a very early age, anywhere from the age of 10 to his mid to late 20s. Um, he shot his entire career. It wasn't until the 1950s when he started doing a little bit of commercial work, and then in 1962, I guess he was almost at the age of 70 by then, that his work was shown to John Sarkowski at MoMA, Museum of Modern Art in New York, that um, his work became known to people and I think that's what makes it kind of special is that Lartigue shot for himself and there is a real sense of passion and drive that goes into a lot of these early photographs. The second thing that I think is really interesting about Lartigue is that his compositions are nice and you know he's got all the classic elements of being a great photographer but the one thread that you see through his entire career that is really interesting is the sense of action. When I interviewed Laura Wilson for the artist series a few months ago um, she's very influenced by Lartigue and she's a big fan and she said it's this element of surprise and I think that says it beautifully. Um, the photographs there's never anything expected but there's always that element of surprise and I want to kind of talk about that some today because it makes him really special. The first image that I want to show you is was done at the age of 10, very early age, and it's not, I mean this image has some problems with it, but what it shows is a photographer who's very new to photography, but it is a cat jumping up to chase a ball, and I think that that represents that surprise element that you're going to see carry through Lartigue's entire work. And what's interesting about that is that if you consider about 1904 when this image was made, what photography was like. It was a much slower process. Um, film sensitivity or glass plate sensitivity was very slow. And so most of the photographs that you see from this era are landscapes or their portraits that are set up. And the exposure times were very long. So they had to do this to compensate. And there's only a handful of photographers that you see that really try to stretch beyond that. And yeah, the images are blurry sometimes, but they, they bring that sense of action into the photograph that we're used to seeing today, um, that candid nature. But at the time um, was very rare to, to see. Um, another image that I want to show you from roughly around the same time, but this was a little bit later when Lartigue got his first camera from his father that was a small folding camera that was handheld, so no longer being locked down to a tripod. And again, it's a woman on a beach, and you see that sense of action. Uh, the motion blur works for this image. I do want to clarify, though, that pictorialism was, you know, in full swing at this period. And the pictorialist photographers were very different than what Lartigue was doing, and I would not classify him as a pictorialist photographer. Pictorialism was a movement and an attempt to get art or photography accepted as a legitimate medium of art. And so a lot of photographers that were pictorialists were using techniques to simulate things found in painting. And though you do see that sense of blur um, sometimes in Lartigue's work, I would not, in fact, um, consider him to be a pictorialist at all. Um, it's just much different. But it's that element of surprise that is really important. Now Lartigue was from a very wealthy family and his early years um, he had a lot of time to create things, make art, make photographs and you see just that passion come through in a lot of these early images, these skaters for instance. And a lot of the things that he shot were you know family um, life that he was living at the time and then also interests in sports and then also like things like you're gonna see 
uh, in some of these images, uh, he and his brother would make kites, for instance, and he was very interested in aviation and airplanes. And so a lot of these early shots of things like, you know, gliders, and of course this was the dawn of aviation, so it was really exciting at that period. Um, this is one of his most famous pictures, which is these guys launching a glider. And I think in his journal, he wrote that this thing actually took flight for about seven seconds before coming onto the ground. But aviation and, and airplanes are a big part of what you see in Lartigue's work. Um, also, and I didn't bookmark one of these, so pardon me here, I'll have to find one, but he was also very interested in racing. Uh, these homemade go-karts and the sense of speed and action being portrayed in the photographs, and that was that was something that Lartigue was very interested in. I think it's also interesting that Lartigue was growing up at a time when photography was really maturing as well, and so he shot with a variety of techniques and different mediums, everything from glass plate negatives to black and white film to early color processes. He did a lot of autochrome photos. And he also used a lot of different kinds of techniques. And I think that Lartigue embraced a lot of these. And I think it's part of what got him excited about photography. One of the things that I like that he did a lot of early on were these, these vertical and horizontal format panoramas. Now he was shooting on a Catessa Natal, which was a small folding camera that was set up to be a stereo camera. And this was really big in the early part of the 1900s. And so essentially what it would do is it would shoot on glass plate negatives and it would make two images that were six by six at the same time and they were designed to be viewed in a stereo viewer. Another thing you could do with this camera though was you could remove the divider and you could move one of the lenses over and you would end up with this long panorama shot. And he utilizes these in both horizontal landscape and portrait orientation formats. And they're really neat because rather than being two six by six images, you're using the entire sheet of film. So the lens in effect becomes a wide angle lens. And it's really interesting to see some of the things that large would do with this. Now, this is one of my favorite images, but again, that element of surprise with the waves crashing up at the end of the pier here. One of the things that you'll notice about these images is that when you move that lens over, it wouldn't exactly cover the entire glass plate. And so what you would end up with is you can see it heavy over on this side, the part where the coverage ends and you see heavy vignetting on the sides. Lartigue would very frequently incorporate that into the composition so it was less obvious. And so it depends from image to image, but I think it's an interesting technique that he used. And of course, later on, uh, used a wide variety of different cameras. And I love this one too. Um, these guys down here with this, this airplane, it's very early. And what's interesting about a lot of these photos uh, just from a visual standpoint and what's going on in the picture is you know this was early 1900s and so there's a real interesting look and feel of the roaring 20s in terms of design and in terms of fashion that you're going to see in a lot of these images and being from a wealthy background you know he was exposed to a lot of this and I think that Lartigue, that's one of the things that makes his images very nostalgic in some ways. Um, I think it, 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 it really gives them um, an interesting sense of time and place and, and this vintage nature. This is another one that was done on that stereo camera. You can see the edge over here. But again, that element of surprise, the woman's jumping in the air and the dog is coming along with. And really, you know, Laura Wilson was saying this, as I mentioned in her interview, and that's the big takeaway with Lartigue is that you know, things like composition almost become secondary. And what he's showing you are these visual components of the image that really have nothing to do with color, obviously. They're black and white images. They don't have anything to do with rule of thirds necessarily. I don't think that's what he was going for. He was going for that element of surprise. And you see that in these images. Um, I'll end with this image, which I think is, is really nice. And this was a little bit later. And 
you know, sitting on the wet ground here, which is probably part of the beach with this umbrella, and you get this wonderful reflection in here, again, done with the panoramic camera. And, you know, when you look across the career of Lartigue and what he was able to do, you could tell that he never really lost a passion for what he was doing with photography. And I think that that's probably what draws me most to his work is, you know, that element of surprise, but also that passion and excitement for what he's doing that goes into it. Um, interesting life. I think, you know, by the time he was in his, by the time the 1930s rolled around, so he was in his late 20s, early 30s, well, actually it would have been late 30s at that time, um, the family fortune started running out. And Lartigue ended up, um, he didn't want to take a desk job or something where he would have to clock into a nine to five because he really liked that artistic freedom. And so he lived in very meager means just by selling paintings that he was making. Uh, he had a few commercial assignments. He would sell photos to magazines, but was largely unknown. And it's kind of interesting for somebody who was this brilliant as a photographer to be in that position. And it wasn't until, I believe it was 1962 on a trip to New York that he showed his work to a photo agency there. And they in turn showed it to John Sarkowski. And that's when he became known to the world as a photographer. Um, he died in the 1980s and left behind a tremendous legacy of work. I think the most known work are a lot of these early images, which I think is really interesting too, to see somebody mature that early in their career and that early you know, in time. Um, he shot very consistently, even late in life, and left behind just an enormous body of work. I will do a separate video and talk about some of the color work by Lartique. And this is... Um, a book that I've been showing you that is actually out of print. These images are in a lot of different books and I will list a few in the show description if you were interested in getting some of them yourself. And I'll do color separately because it's a very different deal for Lartigue. Um, it's interesting because I think in the days of early color, and this is different for us today, um, where we live in the digital world, and most of us who shoot digital shoot photographs, and they're by, by nature just in color natively, and we have to transform them into black and white images. And it was very different at that time. Uh, black and white was kind of the standard. Color film was more rare. Uh, it was harder to get. It was more expensive. And so I think that most photographers in the early days of color would approach it with the attitude of it needed to be in color for a reason. So you see less of the surprise in terms of action being that, and it takes on um, a different mood in terms of that surprise element being color. And I'll look at that work separately, but I wanted to share some of the classic work of Jacques-Henri Lartigue for you guys today. If you guys enjoyed this video, please remember to like it, share it with your friends, and as always, subscribe to The Art of Photography so you'll always be up to date on all the latest and greatest stuff that we do here getting ready to go to Mexico in the next couple days. And so I will do some vlogging while I'm there. And so subscribe so you'll know when all those videos come out. Until the next video, I'll see you guys then. Later.